Welcome to another episode of True North Nerds. Yay! This week we do a fairly uh, spoiler-filled <laughs> review of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That's the right um, title this time. Good. Yeah, I got, yeah as you will hear, I screwed up probably at least twice in the actual review because, uh, spoiler alert, we already recorded the review yesterday. Well... Two days ago for the people listening to this. Tommy Wimey, Wibbly Wobbly, whatever. Um, but yeah, so we might be a little screwed up trying to figure all that stuff out. But uh, so for today, it, well, for the start of the episode, oh, this is going to be bad. Um, it is just Ryan and I going over the news. And Ryan is here, by the way. Yep, that's me. Hello. And the uh, review will be Jen, Ryan, and I, because Kevin is still acting, and he is doing a fantastic job from what we know of, and his show is doing very well, but he, he just, the, the timing of him trying to get a, to see the movie around his shows was just a... It wasn't well, going to work yeah. out. So. When, when the show is supposed to take place over the weekends and at night, it's and then after, you know, it was on the weekend, and on the weekend they do maybe two shows, I think, on Saturday, like an afternoon yes. and an evening. So, yeah. not really time to, to, you know, squeeze a movie in. But uh, in the meantime, Ryan, what's in the news this week? What's in the news? Um, oh, yeah, well, let's just start with the one that I got the most about. We got Spider Man news. Yes, we, we did. We finally got a trailer. And the trailer made everybody's minds go, what? <laughs> uh, you saw the trailer. Yes, I did. Uh, I, did. I saw it on the big screen when we uh, saw the movie. That's how I know you saw it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So in this trailer, we finally they do reveal a few things that have been talked about uh, over the last few months. Uh, we do see Doc Ock, played by uh, the same actor who played him in the f- second movie uh, with Tobey Maguire, which was, um, oh, what's his name? Brent? Uh, his name? Oh, uh, the guy who plays Doc Ock, you mean? Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Alfred something? Molina. Uh, Alfred, oh, okay. I was was thinking the Molina part, but I couldn't remember the first name. Okay, yeah. Uh, And then we see what looks like a goblin pumpkin bomb and possibly hear his voice uh, in his laugh. So does that mean we're getting a William Defoe returning as a goblin? Like all the rumors and speculation, we don't know. Uh, We see Peter going to Doctor Strange for help to try to put the you know, his secret identity genie back in the bottle. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a fun movie. Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious how much misdirect there is in that trailer. Yeah. 
that'll be the real like every like every Marvel movie trailer. It's either stuff that only takes place like say like the first half hour, and or never you never see the actual scene on screen like Hulk in uh, Infinity War mm. in, in the big battle. Yeah, and and like we we've got a number of examples of it in the last little while. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, where all, like scenes were there, but they uh, they colored them in the trailer differently, so you thought they were matched up with different scenes. And yep. So yeah, I'm I, I obviously going to going to see it. Right, <laughs> it's like that's a no brainer. Other yeah. than the fact that. December is lining up to be. Like, it's looking good. It could be pretty busy. Movies. Yeah. Now there are some movies that are still moving around, and you know, it seems like the the movies the the film release schedule is uh, an ever changing living creature nowadays. But uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, so to follow up with it, so the British movie theater chain, uh, well, a British movie theater chain has uh, listed a runtime of 150 minutes for Spider-Man No Way Home, which would make it the longest runtime of a solo MCU film. Mm-hmm. Well, given everything that we've heard about this movie, it kind of makes me feel a little, a little bit better. Yeah, like, it, it, it means long. that, like, yeah. if all that stuff's in there, it's not just all, like, crammed in there. Like, some of it will have a little bit of room to breathe. Yeah. And, uh, and then a little, you know, kind of gossipy news came out this week. It uh, has been confirmed that Tom and Zendaya are a real-life couple. Oh, Apparently that's they've, cute. They've been together... Now, the one report said since they filmed Spider-Man, which I don't know if that meant the first one. Which one? second one? Like, which one? But at least they are together during this one. Uh, I guess it was her birthday, like, a week or so ago. And he tweeted out, um, uh, my my MJ have the happiest birthdays. Mm -hmm. Give me a call when you're up. Uh, XXX. And then uh, I think she tweeted something back. Uh, I missed what she tweeted back to him. But they did finally come out and uh, confirm that they have been seeing each other. They are a couple. So you well, know. I remember seeing that. Um, I think she put up an Instagram post of them in the pool. And it kind of looks like Tom is like, struggling a little bit. Like just for when the shot was taken, I guess. Oh, yeah. And somebody, and somebody mentioned like, Tom's like drowning there, and she mentioned back this post ain't about him. Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, there was one this week posted uh, the shared out by them too of him. I looks like there must be like in one of the makeup rooms or something, and uh, yeah. so looking in the mirror, and he still has like uh, battle damage makeup on, like his face oh, is all okay. cut up and stuff, and she's standing like kind of over his shoulder, like hugging him and giving, you know, taking the picture. It's very cute. Hmm. They both seem like, you know, I know it's Hollywood and we don't really, we don't know these people. And they're like teenagers. Well, like they're, well, well no, they're in their 20s, but they're still. They're in their 20s now. Yeah. But uh, they both appear to be good people. Yeah. And hearing something like this makes me happy for them. <laughs> Until we find out, you know, they, they, eat, they eat kittens or something. They eat kittens. Yeah. 
like all rich and famous people and uh and, and worship mephisto so because mm. you know once again with this new trailer everybody thinks oh it's mephisto see they needed to if they had just given us mephisto in one division then everybody would stop thinking oh it's, it's mephisto's fault it's mephisto's fault and all these other things yeah i like <sighs> I, I I don't know why people want Mephisto so bad. I think they just want a deal with the devil or like to see the devil or something like it. It kind of would have made sense if like somebody magical was messing with Wanda. Like well was somebody was adding to her powers more than, you know, Agatha, like who was not, you know, a character anybody really knew. Yeah. But yeah, now that you know when it, when all of a sudden you see, oh, so in this trailer, you know, Doctor Strange winks at the, well, winks at the camera. It looks to me more like he's winking at Peter, and it's just, it's a one-shot of him. So, yeah, of course he's winking at us, the camera. Um, and so it's like, oh, well, see, he's acting flippant. That means he's, it's not really Doctor Strange. It's Mephisto. It's like, I think Wong would know mm-hmm. if Doctor Strange wasn't Doctor Strange. Well, as we found out, maybe Wong's just too preoccupied with, I was gonna the, say, with, his with uh, throwing fights in a fight, like fixing fights in a fight club, and or or going karaoke singing. Macau. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's spoilers. Of like, I don't think Mephisto's a particularly cool villain. No, like I think his design is is cool, but like. How many Mephisto stories really stick out? Yeah. And maybe it's just due to the fact that, like, he is the he is kind of the Marvel Universe version of the devil, right? So, like, all his stories kind of are the same. You know, he he wants to give a character what they want, and it's through temptation. But you know, they might lose their soul if they do it, kind of thing. Make the deal and, with the devil. Yeah. And- but there is the tie-in to Peter and Spider-Man with Mephisto and a very similar storyline to what we may be getting in this movie with the whole yeah. returning, you know, making people forget his secret identity. So I can understand why there are people speculating on Mephisto, but just to say, like, the one was like, oh, well, in the scene when the public are protesting him, there's a poster with his face on it and uh, devil horns, so that means uh, Mephisto. It's like, what? No. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, well, that's quite the leap you're taking there. Yep. Anyway, so on to my little Sony Spider-Man rant that I will that I promised yesterday when we recorded that you'll listen <laughs> to later. This is the part now. Um, to be honest with you, I don't even remember what I was going to rant about, so I'm just going to rant anyway. Uh, Sony. It had something to do with Sony having the rights to. Yes, um, the whole them and Spider-Man and Marvel, and they really all just need to get along. Like we've said this all before. It's like there's so many things that could be done if they just get creative. You know, if they mm-hmm. just make you know, let Marvel have, like in the MCU, have their Tom Holland Spider-Man. They can have. Another Spider-Man in the Sony Spider-Man movie character universe, whatever they're calling it now, um, without people being like, "Well, which I'm confused." The audience is smarter than they want to than the, some of these studios believe. 
Uh, back when they used to say, well, you know, we can't have Batman on TV and Batman in a movie, people won't know which is which. People yeah. are going to know which is which. You know, I think people will be able to tell the difference between a Batman showing up on a CW show. Well, even now, there's Batman in, Teen Ti- in that Titans show. Now, do you think people confuse that Batman and Ben Affleck Batman? No. Yeah, uh, I think the thinking has come around a little bit, or at least on the D side of things, DC yeah. side of things, when it comes well, to exactly. that, right? And so, really, it's like if you look at it, what what Sony should do is find a way to incorporate their movies they're making right now with, say, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies they made. Have Andrew Garfield show up as Spider-Man in one of these side movies. And then have their own, do their own movie and kill him off. And then you introduce Miles. And so you just pretty much have the Spider, the Sony stuff being like the ultimate universe. It's like where there was a Spider-Man, he got, died, he killed him in a big, you know, he went down in fighting. And then you introduce Miles. And then I wouldn't forward. be surprised if that's part of the plan. I like, think because we to, we know that yeah. Tom Holland's only got like one contracted movie, or this is his last one. It's it's close. That like how long his contracts for? It's either this is his last one, or he's got one more. One of the two. Yeah. But see, I don't, and I don't want that. You know, if you do that for the Sony movies, and you, then you still have that movie universe, that's fine. Killing Spider Man off in the regular MCU right now, while he's still a young Spider-Man and you've only had, well, we've had three movies. If you do, if you're going to kill him off just to bring miles in, so then you can make miles movies, then you're cutting your nose to spite your face. Hmm. Cause but then you just stupider getting, things have happened. Yes. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but I say you're just getting rid of one character just so you can use this other one. Like, if you really want to do it that badly, then just run them concurrent like you mm. do like they currently are in the MCU like in the regular Marvel comics so not the MCU in the regular like 616 Marvel comics there is an a grown up Peter and you've got a teenage Miles and they both have their own adventures and they help each other out and everybody lived happily ever after but i don't know that's just my rant on Sony and them needing to decide to play nice they're, 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 by not letting or, or not continuing to work with Marvel on movies, they're leaving money on the table. That's yeah. all it is. Well, we'll see. Yeah. The deals can be worked out, right? And that's you know, if if this movie does a billion dollars or whatever, then uh, don't be surprised if uh, uh, suddenly Sony is more open to working with them still. Yeah. Yeah. But remember, there were reports after the one, the first one that made all that money. They're like, "Oh, well, see, our we can make money with with, with Spider Man movies. We don't need Marvel." And say, like, "No, you're, you're missing the point here. Your movie made millions because you worked with the billions because you worked yeah. with Marvel." Anyway, so more Sony news. Um, there's I haven't uh, found a, a story yet to confirm one way or the other. But there were reports, and then uh, that uh, Venom was getting bumped again. And it was going to get bumped from October 15th to January 21st. And then that was going to bump Morbius again from January 21st to uh, 
a date to be ter- to be determined. Now, I read that story, and then I read a follow up one like a day or two later, saying, "Oh, now that might not be happening." So, as of this moment, I have no idea what they're doing with those movies, but they, they could be moving again. Because we know somebody likes to move movies. Oh, everybody likes to move movies. <laughs> yeah, Sony likes to move the movies I want to see. Yeah. I.e., they moved Ghostbusters again. They've moved Ghostbusters now from November 11th to November 19th. Um, this after Par- was it Warner Brothers or Paramount? Who does uh, Top Gun? Uh, that is it used to be Paramount Canada's Wonderland see one and one equals two uh, so Paramount has gone ahead and moved a bunch of their movies from this like fall winter to 2022 as well freeing up a few movie uh, slots on weekends so so Top Gun fans are going to have to wait even longer than Ghostbuster fans hopefully uh, and the CinemaCon happened uh, over the last two weeks, and Sony had a panel planned for like a two and a half or you know, a big section of, of a panel uh, of a lot of time. And a lot of fans thought, well, maybe we'll see Spider-Man trailer, maybe we'll see this, or maybe we'll see that, and all this. And the ones that luckily ones that got to go to this uh, panel got to see Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> well, the, the, we know it's been done for a while, right? Oh, yeah. Now, of course, they were asked to not discuss the film, especially the ending. Uh, but some reports, like the reports that are coming out of it, are that it was just the right kind of nostalgia and that it's a good, fun movie. And so it makes me want to see it even more. Uh, ooh, we have a release date for Halo Infinite. Uh, which Is could that the be, video game or the TV show? The video game. Uh, there will be a campaign mode and a free-to-play standalone or a free-to-play multiplayer game mode mm. uh, that come out with the game. So that means now, I'm not sure if it's uh, an Xbox, whatever they're calling the newest one only, or if it will still be playable on the regular Xbox One, like you and I have. Uh, I have been told that it is supposed to come out for Xbox One as well as the newer systems, so we may not have to purchase a new system right away to be able to play this game. But uh, it is set right now to be released on December 8th. Pretty much a year after it was originally supposed to be released. It was originally supposed to be released with the new Xbox system last year, but they got pushed but because they said the game wasn't ready. So hopefully this means, you know, if they cut them, you know, if they come out and say they're moving it because it's not ready, that there's bugs or it's not, you know, it's just, it's not ready. They need more time. Fine. I'm fine with that. I'd rather see a game delayed and come out bug free. than yeah. come out full of bugs and be useless. And because once you come out and it's broken, it doesn't matter how good of an update you make later to fix it. It's broken. It has the reputation of being a broken game. Yeah, like um, just look at Cyberpunk. Yeah, Cyberpunk. Right. I was going to say that No Man's Sky. Yeah, think, which apparently came, has gotten really good with the updates. But that's uh, what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard good things about it since being updated. But anytime I think of it, I just think of this 
broken game that you just fly around from planet to planet and like you're lucky if you can do anything in. Yeah. Uh, do 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 Where was I? We did that. We did that. Uh, oh, Disney has apparently has come out and saying they are working on a sequel to Jungle Cruise, which surprises nobody. <laughs> and sadly, that's yep. about all I've got. What do you got? Do you got any news? Well, um, just like little bits and pieces, right? And like we uh, we have heard that a Matrix uh, Resurrection teaser was shown at that Cinecon. Yes. Oh, um, did we did we just learn that it's called Resurrection, or did we talk about that last last episode? I want to say we talked about it last episode. That's what I thought too. Okay. And it's it's one of those weird things that I'm curious, but I'm kind of curious for the wrong reasons. <laughs> well, it, it's it's more like I I will go on record. I love the first movie. The first Matrix yep. is is awesome. Uh, the second movie uh, is kind of full of itself. Yeah, is the best way. Like it, it definitely feels like we have all these grandiose ideas. So let's really dig into them. And then the third movie is okay. It it follows up, uh, like, it it closes off the story all right. It sort of makes sense by the end. And it has that really kick-ass mech battle. The battle, yeah, that's the one thing that, one of the things that saves that third one versus the second one for me is that big battle scene, the sequences. But, as, as we spoke about, I don't know anybody who has said, like, has ever asked for another one of those movies. I don't really know anybody who's excited for this film. I'm, I'm sure there's got they got to be out there, right? Like, it's, oh yeah. So, but like nobody I know has been talking about it. Maybe part of that has to do with like, you know, the 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 pandemic and, and things getting moved around, and this just sort of being forgotten, like it. Like, I had completely forgotten that it was a thing until they mentioned, like, oh, yeah, they showed a trailer for it at Cinecon. And it comes out in, like, what, December? Yeah, December 22nd, I believe. Yeah, and it's just a, like, wow. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm curious to to know, like, what this movie is. Like, it's a sequel that nobody asked for that as far as I could tell not many people are super excited for but it's out well, there what's there this going people, to be there have been people over the years wanting more Matrix movies like the, the fact you know uh, the fact that we finally got one doesn't surprise me because it is a property that no, finally, that's, you know, that's it's true. out there they could usually make more money off of it but uh Maybe we'll get uh, cool toys out of it again too. Maybe I like I keep an eye out for the mech suit toy because oh, I okay. think it's just it's a cool looking toy. Does the last couple of years, those? Yeah, the last couple of years they've just gone up in price to the point where I can't justify it for a mech suit toy. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah because I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's one that Big B Comics right now. Yeah, 
and uh, the, and like Still I think it's fairly pressure. priced, just not fairly priced for me. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> I that I understand. Me. Just like I remember seeing back in the day, I believe the Silver Snail had them. They had uh, the the drones. Yeah, they, had, they have like the, the 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 tentacle arms. They had one or two of those hanging from the ceiling, like attacking something. Yeah. I can think of a bunch of shops that had like that those big ones. I think Mark might even have one of those right now. Uh, that yeah, were like they around. just and part of it was they couldn't sell them, so like they had all stocked up on them. So they ch- decided to make them, you know, decoration, which is cool, especially for me because that's that's a Jeff Darrow design. Is that and I think the Mac suit might be too. Oh, okay. Which is, which is probably part of the reason I like it so much is because I I really love his artwork and it, it's the closest thing we really get to his ink and pen. Like just they did a really good job with it. I have a little squiddy. I, I found oh, yeah? a toy show that like out of pack and stuff like that, but not one of the big ones. Oh, nice. But, uh, maybe I'll get another chance at one of the big ones. I don't. Has anybody said they've got the toy rights to it? I haven't heard anything about toys now. Uh, maybe don't you know. Maybe we won't get any if we do. My guess is it'll be like it'll be a NECA or a McFarlane thing. See, my guess was going to be McFarlane or Diamond Select because Diamond Select seems oh, yeah. to be well, really getting into that market as of late. Yeah, well, like it's well, Diamond Select will come out at a specific size and type. So we could probably still see somebody else doing more, you know, an action figure one. But, uh, yeah, no, that's a good pick, too. But uh, any three of it, like any of those three companies would be great. I hadn't even thought of NECA, but NECA would be a good choice, too. Mm-hmm. And you'd get that NECA smell when you open it up. Yeah, that NECA plastic. <laughs> oh. um, actually, I just came across some news that we didn't mention. Um Veteran actor Ed Asner passed away while we were uh, between episodes. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a he's an interesting figure in the fact that, like, on the surface, you wouldn't think of him as being like you know really part of our thing in some ways. Yep. Because he, he like you think of him as like Luke Grant in Mary Tyler Moore and the Luke Grant Show. I guess. Um, Maybe because he did the the voice in uh, of the main character in Up, you would think of it that way. Mm-hmm. But like the amount of like nerd cartoons, oh yeah, no. he did voice for voices for is like he was like a couple different characters throughout Superman, I believe. I know he was Granny Goodness in Superman yep. and Justice League. Yep. He um, was uh, well, just another one. He, he was J. Jonah Jameson in the '90s Spider-Man. Right, right, right. Um, he's the old gargoyle on Gargoyles. Oh, the oh, I see. I didn't even put two and two together on that one. You're right, though. Yeah, his voice is also very distinctive. Oh yeah. Um, for us, he was uh, like for us old school gamers. He was also the uh, the voice of one of the Jedi Masters in Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, was he? Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I believe... I'm trying to remember what his name was. He, like he's, he's like a side character, right? Yeah. Especially in the first one. He's one of the ones that is kind of testing you a little bit. He was Santa Claus and Elf, 
Um, he was also oh, he was also uh, Freakazo- in Freakazoid, like a whole whack of episodes of Freakazoid. Yeah, I think he's I a feel police it was officer. an underrated cartoon from that era. Yeah, I think he was a police officer in that. I read or something. Oh, here's one because I I brought up his uh, IMDb. Um, I, I, one of these days I want to listen to these because I for, always forget they exist. So for each of the Star Wars movies, they did radio play versions of them, eh? Okay. And they did, and they did, uh, I think Empire Strikes Back, Jonathan Lithgow is the voice of Yoda in it because some of the actors and, and people didn't want to be involved with it or were busy and couldn't be in it. Yep. So much, much later, because I think they did uh, in actual the actual radio dramas, I think they only did Star Wars and Empire. And then later they went back and did Return of the Jedi. And Ed Asner does the voice of Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, it's. Uh, he had a he had a good long run, though, not that it makes death any more happy, per se, but like. He was 90-something? 90 91. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's and, a... Oh, you got something else? Well, just one little thing One in the toy news. I know we brought it up before. Uh, so the, uh, the, the HasLab backing you know, uh, project for uh, Galactus uh, reached its stretch goals... And uh, and more. Mm. Um, last time I think we talked about it, they were it was barely looked like it might barely get uh, finished. Like it reached its backer numbers, uh, but then they did, and then they started, uh, you know, jumping past uh, stretch goals. So they added. Uh, I guess right now, had you purchased it, you'll be getting three six-inch figures: um, Silver Surfer. Um, and two other uh, heralds, which are the fire chick and uh, the guy I never heard of. And then they've added a extra head that is like a doom head built for Galactus for some like I guess there's a storyline at one point in the comics where Doom becomes Galactus, and so they've made it another head so you can swap out your heads. It's uh, yeah, which makes I, me wonder if that is part of what boosted. The sales to completion, not so much that, oh, I wanted a Doom head, but the people who had already ordered it wanted a second Galactus body to put the Doom head on so they could oh, have maybe. both on display. Yeah, well, there's already sure multiple faces for that same reason, right? Like, they have uh, the Grimace, like the lower part of the face that you can swap out. Yeah. Um, but uh, I hadn't even thought of that, of people buying multiple Galactus. Is just, especially at that price. It's just hard for me to think of somebody buying more than one of these at this price point for themselves. Oh, uh, there it, definitely there's a couple of people out there, yeah. probably more than a couple, because it's just like it, it's there's people who have that idea, have the money. And some uh, like there's also people who bought multiple copies to own. To flip, right? Because yeah. really, this is one of the few things where you can you can kind of guess that it's going to be limited, right? Like you sort of know the number that they're making based on the uh, amount of backers they have. Now there will be extras on top of that, obviously, but for promotion and stuff like that. But 
like we've always thought that, well, they've got the mold, you know, how long until they mass produce these. But so far with all the, the HasLab stuff, that hasn't been the case. Like we haven't yeah. seen them do another run of uh, Jabba Sail Barge or like, you know, any of the other ones. Unicron, we haven't seen a mass retail version or anything like that announced. It, it sounds like they're at least for now, they're sticking to. Nope, you back it or you don't get it. Yeah, I mean, like you, you have to buy it on the secondary market or something like that. Yes. So, and uh, the first Marvel one, the Sentinel, actually sounds like it's going to be starting to ship out to people very shortly. Yeah. So we may we may have to uh, get a hold of our friend Nathan and go over to his house and play because he has one coming. Yes, he's one of the the few people I know who backed it. Like I know yeah. a lot of people backed it, but he's one of the the few that I personally know that did. Yeah, and he I know he he also bought a a Galactus. So that, we know two people that, that picked up Galactus. Much knowing Nathan, yeah, <laughs> he's he all some, about the bad guys. Yeah, he's a bad guy. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious what they like. We know that uh, they're doing a Rancor next at some point. That's what it appears. I don't know if there's been official confirmation, but there's a Star Wars Black Series uh, project that's going to happen this fall. And all the teased images have been pictures of the Rancor. So it's like, yeah, they're going to be doing a Rancor for in scale with the six inch figures, which ooh, is very tempting to me. Yeah, me too. Um I'm I'm curious what the the next one they do. You know what I mean? Like after the Rancor, what they they've got oh, to have Star Wars? some ideas. Oh, for anything or just for anything? Well, that's you know, they, they have now, multiple toy lines they can play with. I guess. Well, right? and that's the thing. Like, they're already announced and doing backing right now for a Transformer, uh, Star Saber, or something like this. That's one of these. Uh, one of the more uh, one of the ones out of like the Japanese stories. Yeah, uh, that was going on right now, which is kind of surprising because they started that before Galactus finished. Mm. So I guess maybe there's some of their thoughts were well, that, you know, the people that were going to back one won't necessarily be the same people that backed the other. Yeah, so I don't the, worry about necessarily stepping on each other's toes. But it'll be interesting to see what they announce uh, come this fall for Star Wars, and then moving forward, yeah, like. You know, how look at how many different types of vehicles do you have for G.I. Joe that could easily be done as a HasLab? If you know, I want to say G.I. Joe is the next one they try. Yeah. Like out of their out of Hasbro's brands, that's really the only one they haven't done something with with the uh, the HasLab. Yeah. Uh, Other than. um, I don't think there's been a Power Rangers one yet. Um, yeah, no, there was the, I was going to say, yeah, there was, but no, it was an exclusive. It wasn't a HasLab. Yeah. I'm just taking a quick peek at Hasbro properties because we're talking about <laughs> it now. Yeah. No, well, no, that's curious. the thing, right? Like with, uh, well, just keep it with Joe's. Like, just look which vehicles, like if you decide that, you know, we, now we've only gotten motorcycles and it come with a figure and it's been around a $50 price point. Yeah. So if it's $30 for a figure now, and then that means it was only like $20 or $30 for the vehicle. So if the motorcycle is the same price as 
as a figure. Okay, fine. Well, what if you give us a, what if they make a his tank? Yeah. And, and priced it at 60 bucks, no figure, mm. just a vehicle. I think that'd be reasonable. So I'm looking at the list of various stuff. Yep. And I'm not seeing anything that like just sticks out at me, but like as like something that we, along the properties we haven't seen before. But I am getting ideas. <laughs> well, because <laughs> so, there's also the other one that hasn't had one, and that's Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Um, Which, what would yeah, you do for I, that? The pack. Yeah, the pack. The pack would be the the, yeah. the one that whether it's a pack with or without. A, a wand mm. and give the option you know, maybe do that it's a, a pack with a wand which is the same one that they're selling in stores or a pack without the wand with so you can opt if you're so you can attach it to the one if you've already bought the one that's in stores yeah so here it, it, this is a we're, we're going to swerve a little bit into a tales from the collectorverse for this one yep sorry so here, yep. Are, here are two that i have from looking at the list of stuff that hasbro owns has the rights to yep um the one that i think you could do and you like and you do it under the name and logo of this because i don't think it would sell particularly well at retail but to nerds like us it would so get it's a good direct market sort of version okay go bots now how would you do it as a big as a haslab well so i i would do like realistically like that might be maybe that's a uh, pulse exclusive okay but you think of like because we've seen the the uh what do you call it like uh Third market is second yes. market or third yep, market. The third party third versions party. of yeah, the old school characters. Yep. Do like some of the GoBots, like the guy who turns into a motorcycle. Yep. But in like transform the current transformer scale lines. So there there's a couple ways you could do it. Maybe do it as a set. Like have one or two big ones and then a bunch of the little guys. Yep. That'd be interesting, especially if you do it maybe each each uh, if you do it as a Haslab, you sell it that way as a you know a couple big ones, a couple small ones, and then you start doing tiers, and every tier unlocks another character. Yeah. Now the other one, because one of the the things that I think prevents them from really doing a full line of this this series is cost in in like what we would want mask mm-hmm. you do a mat tracker and his vehicle the that like uh corvette with the gull wings that turns into the jet yep because that that's going to be a little bit of a higher price point than you normally would mask has been unproven in the retail market space for now over 20 plus years so they're probably a little gun shy about it yeah. and what they did was recently they started tying mask into GI Joe. Yes. Right. So you give us, you know, maybe that's what you do. Maybe a vehicle at a higher price point at, at as a either a Pulse exclusive or a Haslab. That's a, yeah his his car with the wings that flies uh, with him as a, a and you tie it into the GI Joe classified line. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's a, that's a good one to, you know, test out the market to see whether there you can do more with. Yeah. But, uh, alrighty. Well, that, that was the news and our meanderings for a while. Uh, coming up next is our review with Jen of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Well, through the magic of editing, we've gone back to yesterday. Even though for Shh, us, don't it's give it today. away. <laughs> today, tomorrow, yesterday, last week. Who cares? Time is irrelevant. Timey wimey. Our podcast is timeless, except for the news <laughs> part. That's usually, you know, late. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the three of us, Jen, Ryan, and I, all saw Shang Chi, Master of Kung Fu. Oh, sorry. Chong That's what the comics and called. the Legend of the Ten Rings. You're always gonna fuck You're up. cut. <laughs> um, starring. Oh, okay. I'm gonna apologize now. My pronunciation. Starring uh, a bunch oh. of actors that were really good. Good. Do you do you know how to pronounce his name? I, I think the way that he, it's not the correct way, but the way that he generally lets people pronounce it, it's Simu Liu. Okay. But I could be mistaken. I, I apologize. If we ever have him on the show, he can definitely, you know, teach me how to actually Ooh, pronounce it. Let's get him on the show. Uh, he's, he's a big he's time already, actor now. He's a, he's a, he was already too big for us when oh. he was on Kim's Convenience. Yeah, but he seems like a nice guy. We stood more of a chance at that point, though. Yeah. Now he's in a Marvel movie. Yeah. And in and L.A. But, uh, well, apparently he was in L.A. before this movie, doing, like, pilot season and stuff like oh, that. They all do that. Everybody does that. Um and uh, Michelle Yeoh and Aquafina and uh, Tony Leon. Uh, so I think it's safe to say we all liked this movie a lot. Yes. Yep. Um, let's start with Jen because Jen, you were for me. I found it a little surprising that you were really wanting to see this one. Yeah, I was really surprised. I really wanted to see it too. But something about it, I was just like, this looks really, really good. Um, and I think it's because I tend to gear more towards in, you know, Marvel and Star Wars and other things, more towards the magic and the fantasy elements. Um, and this looked like it was going to be more magical and less sciency, big armies, shoot them up type things. Um, so I was really, and I really like Simu Liu. Um, because I've been watching Kim's Convenience because it's on Netflix. <laughs> and I hadn't seen it before. So I've been binging that. And I really like him. And, you know, I, I like to see, like with Karen Gillian, I like to see actors that I like do well in their careers. So I was really excited to see him as the lead. Mm -hmm. uh, I really quite enjoyed this movie. Honestly, I think it's probably like a contender for my top, even top three Marvel movies at this Ooh. point. Uh, not counting the big like Avengers movies because those ones are hard to place. I'm like the standalone movies. Um, yeah, I just really liked it because like, it had everything that I like in it. It wasn't like armies against armies. Well, it was, but it was more of the medieval style fighting, like not being kung fu fighting. Yeah, kung, yeah kung fu fighting and sword martial fighting. Arts. Yeah, even at the end, the lasers were still coming from crossbows. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I liked that it had that old world feel to it. I liked that it had a really good, deep sense of history. Uh, it wasn't just like, oh, this technology company has decided that it's going to take over the world with technology. Um, I really liked 
the battle at the end was awesome with we're doing spoilers right yeah yeah okay the battle at the end with the dragon against the giant soul monster was awesome um and i really like i have not read any of the the shang chi comics i've seen pictures of them and i know that back when it first came out the rings were actual like rings on your fingers yeah i really like how they reinvented them to be like bracelets and I loved how they were being used. Like you could shoot them off of you. You could use them as like whips and they was using energy blasts. I thought that was a really creative way to take uh, like pretty jewelry that it looked like in the comics and really make it into a good weapon that is very visually stunning on the screen. So in the comics, they're rings that either come from space or are forged from a meteorite from space that the Mandarin uses. Like the Infinity um, Stone. Very similar to that. So it's probably probably part of the reason they changed that. The other part is in those rings, you got to change it into a uh, a weapon from like classic kung fu movies. Like the, those are in like like uh, uh, thirty six chambers of Shaolin and stuff like that. So they they managed to both change it and honor something else with it at mm-hmm. the same time that this movie kind of does. But yeah. Um. I wasn't a big fan of Aquafina in the first couple movies I saw her in, but she's growing on me. I quite liked her in this movie. She's really kind of she's she's a good comedian, and she's good at playing the like comedian sidekick. But she was had like serious moments in this mm-hmm. movie that I really enjoyed. And I think overall, I really like. Sorry, I have a lot to say about this movie. Apparently, you can. That's I, good. Overall, I really liked the whole premise of it. Of uh, he wasn't the Mandarin. They just called him Dad in the movie. What was his actual uh, name? Let me look it up. They, he does say his name yeah. in that, that well, story. He, said he time, went through right? multiple names over the years, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, um, but I really liked that the overall theme and plot of this was family and that he gave up being a villain when he found love and had a family and that was taken away from him. And that was the driving force that was that got him back into it and the reason why he was trying well he accidentally i suppose released that big soul monster was because he was grieving and i really liked that you know the family's fractured throughout the movie but it comes together right at the end and uh i was a really it was a really nice message that i really liked the whole overarching theme of the importance of family yeah same here that was was one of the things i picked up on that early yeah that was yeah and thought that's one of the reasons when i started hearing you say that you really like this like i said to brent that i'm not surprised to hear that yeah so like i knew absolutely nothing about shang chi going into this uh as soon as he landed in that lake i was like oh we're gonna get a dragon um (laughs) i loved all the mythological creatures that popped up the kirins were really cool um i liked the little what did she call it? The 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 chicken pig? Yeah. <laughs> Morris. And I love, I love, I love that Ben Kingsley was in this. And for more than just a... We were, when Brent and I, we rewatched the uh, the short, the Iron Man 3 short yesterday. Uh, what, what, uh, Hail uh, to the King? Hail, Hail yeah. to the King, because they just put it They just put it on, on Disney Plus, yeah. Like last week, I want to yeah. say. Just in time for this. Yeah, yeah, which was good, because I don't remember that at all. I'm not a big fan of the Iron Man movies. Um and so I forgot that he got taken by the the Ten Rings at the end of it, not just killed. And we were Brent and I were talking about it before we went and saw this movie. We were like, oh, how is he going to show up? I thought he was just going to be like a passing mention. Like, oh, you know what happened to the last guy who took my name? Yeah. Which at first that's what it seemed because they did talk about him. Yeah. 
And then he was actually like in the movie, which was awesome. I loved it. I was so glad he was in it. That funny butt dog character, uh, Morris. I loved that part when he's like, oh, you can see him too. I, I, I mean, I, I'm not just hallucinating. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, yeah it, it had humor. It had good themes. It had magic. Uh, had dragons. So, like, big thumbs up from me. I'll stop right. raving and let somebody else have a chance. <laughs> Ryan. Uh, I, I too enjoyed it. It's, it's fun. Good good tempo to it. Um, mm. Yeah, it had really good pacing. There was a little bit where it started to dip down on me a bit before they get to the magical place. Um, there was just, I found there was, there was one, or maybe once they first got there, there was a time around that, like when we were hitting the third act, uh, where I just kind of I caught myself like, okay, come on, let's let's keep moving here. And then did, I don't think they had the air conditioning on in there. At I started to get warm. The last half of the movie, it seemed yeah. to have dropped off a lot. And when I get warm out. and bored, I get sleepy. So I just like, come on, we got to keep going here. I don't want to doze <laughs> off in this movie. So thankfully, I didn't doze off during the movie. Um, but. Uh, it almost felt too at times. Well, when watching it back now, the 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 action escalated. Like you go from the first action scene on the bus, where it's you know, almost your basic kung fu action scene, mm. to then you know dancing on you know leaning off the side of a building action scene, to then all this mystical stuff. Like it just accelerated. You got little bits of different types of kung fu movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly all thrown into how one. I felt too. Because you almost get like a bit of your crouching tiger, hidden dragon style stuff. Yep. Oh yeah, when with the, your just plain kung fu stuff. Yeah, and, I liked that part too. And even talk about his sister. There's <laughs> <laughs> just a lot to unpack. Oh no, for and sure. Most of it I didn't expect. Like I didn't expect any of it um, because the trailer didn't reveal a whole lot, which was no, good. which was good. We've got more as has been sort of the the thing with Marvel movies. We got more reveals out of the toys that came out than anything else. Like, I th- I want to say in one of the trailers you see like the the mystical stuff, but it's framed in such a way that it could have been a flashback. Yeah, like a, because we also see it stuff when uh, when Wu is what he is listed as in the credits. Apparently, uh, the Mandarin. Okay. Um, we see his flashback, so it could have, like, yeah. right against each other. So we could have just, like, not even had that in the major movie, but, like, the main point. But And I think the the protector was revealed through toys before we ever saw it in any trailers. Yeah. I think you might get a glimpse of him in the, the underwater part in one of the trailers. Mm. But, yeah, the toys gave that away because you know, there's a big toy of him. Yeah. Is it bad when they had that scene where... Um, you know, like the dragon comes down to let them off and you see like his head all clearly. I was like, ooh, that would be a nice yarn color. <laughs> my thought was uh, when they when, when they get off his head, it's like, uh, uh, guys, can you not walk around my eye, please? Yeah. Like, yeah, because you watch his eye, he actually yeah, sort of closes. Yeah, you're you're almost like, stepping on my eye here, guys. Like, <laughs> it's had a lot of trauma. There like, was those like demon things biting at yeah, it there. Like, you yeah. can't walk down behind my neck? Like, come on, guys. You got to walk off my face? Did anybody else think that the stabs that they were fighting with that had the dragon skills again looked like rock candy? Yes. I was like, ooh, I bet I that's... Say that, yes. I was like, mm, that tasty. looks tasty. <laughs> so... You know what I thought of, though, when watching those sequences? I'm like, huh, 
this is the first time that the red lasers are good guys and the blue lasers are bad guys. <laughs> that was a good scene too that you you knew was going to happen where they're like, we need to work together. And the bad guys are like, no, we're never going to work together until it's like, ah, he gets his until, soul sucked wh- out. What's his name? Death dealer, I think. And then the other guy's like, okay, cool, let's work together. Yeah, yeah it's like, oh wait, you just killed our biggest badass, badass guy? He had his soul sucked out of him? I'm going to work with you guys now because I don't want my one-handed ass to get my my soul sucked out of me. Yeah. So what did you think, Brent? I really, really liked it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's Disney and Marvel have gotten the formula to make these origin stories not only well-constructed, but also, like, this is a Disney kung fu movie. And, they like, they, they have... For a guy like me who grew up watching on CFMT, all the old kung fu movies that they would throw on on Sunday mornings or late Saturday nights, you could see like where they're taking from, and not like ripping off directly, but no, like but we got bits of all of them in there. Yeah, and the fact that they like they're also you know it's the Marvel formula of okay, we'll get good casting, we'll get the. Like, not unknowns, but a little bit on the cheaper side up front, but are good. Yep. For the villain or, like, sort of associated characters, that's where we'll spend a good chunk of money, but they won't be on the mo- in the movie the entire thing. And that's where Tony Leung comes from. Like, he is... He's the Robert Redford of this movie, in a lot of ways. Like, the, to use a North American actor comparison, is he is in some of my favorite movies out of Hong Kong. He's in Hard Boiled. He's in Infernal Affairs, which got remade here as The Departed with uh, Marky Mark. and oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Marky Mark. Um, I'm sorry. I, I can't know. Every time I... It, oh, he's it, always... He will he, forever be a Marky Mark. Marky Mark. <laughs> you just always wonder where the funky bunch is, yep. though. And, amongst others. Like, he's a great dramatic actor, but has done tons of... He action movies and kung fu movies. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen him anything. He's in Hero, if you've seen that. He's Broken Sword in Hero. Oh, gosh, I know I've seen that movie, it's but I don't remember anything about it. it. But he was excellent. Mm. His story, his character arc was fantastic. It was beautifully acted. He did such a good job. I felt so... You get a great catharsis for him at the end of that movie. Like, you really feel everything that he's going through in his desperation and... It was really well done. Yeah. It's another one of the movies where Marvel and Disney have come out and made it where your villain isn't necessarily a villain. No. Yeah. I love and, it when a villain see. I love he's it when he's duped. got like the gray. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is a bad guy, but he redeems himself and then his grief is what pushes him back into it. Like mm. he even has that line where, you know, he says, uh, you know, she said I could change, but, you know, I guess I can't. And he, it's almost like he has a relapse. Well, he does have a relapse. Uh, but well, I, his past catches up to him. His yeah. wife dies defending the family, and he, it's it's guilt for not being there himself to do it. Yeah, it's grief and, and guilt. grief and guilt. And he picks up his power. You know, the rings make him powerful, so he goes back to that because mm-hmm. that's what he knows. And so he, he's a very relatable villain. Yeah, and with yeah. that goes the Marvel continuity machine. So it's not exact because we know in these movies uh, there's a little bit of leeway either way. But I was thinking about it on the the drive back home from the theater. So you look at the age of the kids, right? 
when their mom died and when he started training. Yep. That lines up. Okay, so Ten Rings, we see an Iron Man, and that group is legit Ten Rings, right? That captured him. Yeah. They sort of disappear off the Marvel map after that, right? They completely Which disappear. would be around the time he retires from being the head of that organization. He puts the Ten Rings away, he becomes a dad. Like, it's not exact, but you well, could really fudge it in. Yeah, because, well, they showed that we do get a timestamp. 1996. Yes. And what was happening in 1996 when they showed I don't remember now, though. What did they show happening at 1996? Because uh, they go 1996. And then they jump to present day. That's him as a kid. And that, the 96, I would think that would be when the mother died. I don't remember. Yeah. I, it, like, it's not exact. And, I, and, you know, maybe they didn't even plan it this way. But my head, they're like, oh, well, this now all makes sense. Because, like, where has this guy and the Ten Rings been since Iron Man? And now we kind of have a sort of explanation for it, whether it was planned or not. Yeah. But uh, it so let's get to the, the question period that we now have. Um, as per the trailers, we and we've already talked about this a little bit on previous episodes, we have the return of the Abomination. Briefly. In, in an underground fight club with Wong. fighting Wong. Yep, which was great. <laughs> which was, was choreographed because at the end, Wong is like, like we rehearsed. So uh, they have worked this out ahead of time. And what's the Abomination doing out of prison? That's that's the question mark. Where did well, Wong but, get a hold of him? Yeah, but did you see where he was putting him back? No. If you look through the portal, the the portal that they go back to do is dragging them. Yeah. He's bringing them back to a cell that looked like the cell that Thor was put into in Avengers. (laughs) Does Wong borrow the abomination to to do a cage fight to make money? You know what? (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if the, because it was in what? Infinity War? (laughs) <laughs> Where they go out to get ice cream or something like that, or a sandwich. Well, he was wanted to and he mentioned sandwich, something yeah. like, do you have any, any money? I got three ruples. How much is that? Like, ten cents. <laughs> So instead, he starts underground. This is where Wong is now getting his money. <laughs> he gets his money to buy sandwiches. He's, he's bringing out ringers to uh, do. I like Wong. <laughs> I, I do like that sequence though My with the magic of, of it was, the it was, abomination punching himself in the face. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. I almost was kind of thinking it a way of him helping maybe to rehabilitate him. It could be. It's Wong working with him on stuff, but then you know, so, but then he's also like, okay, let's go over here and do this. And yeah, because I didn't catch the like we rehearsed word. I heard yeah. him say, "Sounds you know that really hurts." And then he's like, do you no, want to, you want to, you know, because he said when he hits him, he's like, that really hurt. And was, then he asked him if he wants to feel what it, you know, that's no, why it was he, in the, it was in the locker the, room after the yeah, fight. See, I didn't hear the rehearsed part. I thought he said something along the lines of like we talked about. Or yeah. Like, yeah. But I thought maybe that's more him training the abomination. Oh, maybe. I can't but remember your, exactly what yours he said. Yours to a me, story. yeah. To me, it sounded like they had worked out the details of the fight ahead of time, and Could then be. we're so gonna. The, her fight club is really. Professional wrestling. Yeah. Where other than her match against her brother, all the other matches are predetermined endings. Well, no. Making a good show for the audience. No, it's just Wong has just... No, I know. But maybe maybe, maybe it's not. (laughs) And and her buddy there looks like he came out of Final Fantasy X. (laughs) 
I like, I like your spike face. Thanks. Yeah, that was cute. <laughs> now, who's that guy? Isn't there a mutant that has a spike face? Oh, doesn't... I think it was just a mask. No, I uh, probably... You know, but, I mean, it doesn't... Which is where I'm going. Um, shit, what's his name from New Warriors... Who blows oh, up and causes ends up being penance. Called penance, yeah, speedball. He wears a a suit full of spikes with spikes on the inside as well to pay his penance, yeah. so that he has pain. Oh, probably isn't penance no, at all. I but I mean, it, it might be. Like I'm grasping it, a straw here. Like, the amount of Easter eggs they throw into these things. I only know about speedball because there's an issue of like a one-off issue of Squirrel Girl where she's got a huge crush on him. <laughs> which well, is adorable they're both steve ditko created characters yeah maybe that's why but yeah, it'll be interesting to go through that whole fight club again in slow motion to be like okay who's this supposed to be who's that supposed to be who's this supposed to be the music nerd in me um i caught a little bit of razor fists playlist in the car and I managed to make out what one of the songs is. It's Tommy the Cat by Primus, I'm, which makes me really curious to what else Razor Fist listens to. Because it's not like it's not a typical song you would see on anybody's playlist. I don't know what that song is. It, it's Primus. It's I don't know 90s what Primus alternative, is. heavy on the bass, but oh. uh, and weird. Okay. They have an album called Sailing the Seas of Cheese. <laughs> Of course they do. Anyways, so that that's one question. The other question is is where this fits in the timeline. We were discussing this in the car a little bit. Um, we know it's after everybody comes back. Yeah, it's after the blip because they mentioned that it happened. That it happened. Yeah. yeah. So they know that people came back. Yeah. Because they live in a world where half the population could disappear at any time. Yeah. Yes. That is now a thought of threat that they didn't think of before. Yeah. Well, with that said, did they ever confirm that people came back? Or did they just make the comment that it's a world where half the population could disappear at any time? Because that would be something you could would say during the five years. That we live in a world where people could just disappear at any time. Mm, that's true. Now, I didn't think of it like that. With that said, but... we got the after credit scene... Where we see Upper's Banner with his, his arm, arm in a sling, yeah, and Captain pa- and Captain Power, <laughs> Captain Marvel, yeah. uh, with a new haircut again. Yeah. So definitely, time has passed. Yeah. Since. Didn't Wong disappear in the snap? No, I don't remember. We don't know if Wong. We never saw. We never saw if Wong disappeared in the snap. Yeah, Doctor Strange disappeared in the snap. Um, no. Uh, oh no. We yeah. We didn't never never see it. I'm like no because he goes back to harness the magical stuff like to lock it all that shit down but that's at the start of infinity war yeah i don't remember not end game yeah yeah after the there's fight too many York, characters to, see him again there's too many characters so. to keep track of who does what well, where. a lot of those are now off the board yeah right and then well we do know that spider-man homecoming no far from home takes place right after homecoming or no, no. It's, it's one year after the blip okay that's so Spider-Man 2 yep. is one year after. Because they say that at the beginning, they have that mem- in, in memoriam video. Right. And they're right. like, it's been a year since we all came back. And they show people like all the <laughs> the, 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 the marching Lipping band back. coming back in the middle of the basketball game and yeah. stuff. Yep. And so, and then well, we know that our Disney Plus shows take place much closer to the blip yeah. so far. 
So everything kind of so far has taken place between Spider-Man and Endgame. Or Endgame and Spider-Man. Mm. And we know our next Spider-Man movie takes well, follows up right at the after the end of that one. Yeah. Yeah. So this probably takes place at some point in the one year between Spider-Man and an Endgame. Yeah, they don't really address the blip at all other than that one comment. Yeah. But I mean in the uh, which one is it? Infinity War Endgame, the one where they show you the world after the snap where everybody's missing. Yeah, Endgame. Endgame. At the start of it. Yeah. yeah. They went out of their way to show how emptied the world is. And yeah, I felt yeah. well, that okay. this world this is super does, full. Yeah. So it must be after the snap, like yeah. after they came well, and back. And we know that because at the end of the movie, we know there hasn't been a lot of time since their adventures in the magical place and them sitting in a restaurant talking to their friend. Because right? <laughs> she's like, Okay, I know. That, she said, said it was like two week, weeks or two, two weeks, weeks, something so, like that. Yeah. So yeah. So the you know, end game didn't happen in that two week time. No. And like I said, we see Bruce with his we see Bruce with his arm in a sling instead so, of Hulk. You, so in it's theory, post that could end be, game. Yeah. So it could be a couple months with an end game though, if his yeah. arm is still broken. Oh no! Now for sure. having your arm broken from using an infinity gauntlet, maybe that takes a little bit more time to heal. Which could be why he's reverted to being Bruce. Could yeah. be. Yeah. Because I mean, because that is I, another question. I is, think the agreement that they explained about Smart Hulk was that, you know, that he was like, you know, I, I get both the brains and the brawn, so this is like a good balance. But it doesn't say that he couldn't go from one, go back to no. the extreme. No, oh, no, he was just so, at that point, he just kind of found a balance in his life with both yeah. sides of his personality. So but maybe there just, might also be the idea that ties in. We see why he's Banner. Yeah. She Hulk show because we know he's in that too. Yeah, he looked older too to me, but maybe that's so just he did look like he needed a haircut. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's just because we saw him mostly as Smart Hulk for yeah. the last couple movies. So there's that, and then we get the uh, the the big question that the post credit scene poses is what are the ten rings? And apparently they're sending a signal out to space. And then something happens that Captain Marvel has to deal with. Now, those two things might not be connected. So, why did the Ten Rings suddenly start sending a signal now and they didn't the entire thousand years that What's-His-Face had Maybe it's because, if you also notice, the color changes. Yeah, because Shang-Chi gets them. Yes, and now maybe maybe that's why. Maybe because whatever their purpose, whoever they were sent to Earth for... You know, okay, his father got him and then it and wasn't, wasn't using them the he way he was supposed to. Maybe he wasn't the proper person, the proper uh, bearer. Yeah. Now he's, and then also if you think about it, he's the son of a mystical woman. Mm. This woman who grew up in this other realm and this old, thousand year old, you know, ancient Asian guy. Yeah. yeah. So maybe the magical part of him is what's. Yeah, maybe. You know, now that he's and you know got the rings, it's what's caused it to light to light up red or orange. It's something that they can explain later oh, yeah. on. Plus, since they had to, you know, does it connect to the quantum realm in some way? Because they saw the whole, you know, is that, you know, the size of it and how small it is, and when mm. you start zooming in, it kind of looked like like blood vessels or like the brain, you know, things. Yeah, it right? does so look more like, like organic than yeah. it did, and in a little pulse, almost like a, a heartbeat. Yeah. So it's like, you know, okay, cosmic things that it could be sending a message out to, good or bad. 
Um, I don't know if the I don't know if the history of the Ten Rings like in the in the comics. I don't know if there's any yeah. kind of because they are like you said they were forged from it, something. From it's space one of those things that space. they have changed multiple times over the years. Didn't I think. they say in the beginning that it was forged from something and he found them in a crater or something? Well, oh, yeah, well, these then, ones fell from space. Yeah. yeah. Well, sort of. There was the like the his mom puts in like a couple different stories. Like some say it was this, some say it was that. The rings were created before he got a hold of them. Okay. I'm looking up some of the mythological creatures. Okay. Because <laughs> there was a bunch. Yeah. So I know for sure those uh, bluey horse creatures that looked like they had people faces. Yep. Pretty sure those were Kirins, which is basically the Chinese mythology version of a unicorn. Okay. I just looked up Morris. It's a real guy. Well, I quote unquote real. It's from mythology. It's called, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, the Dijiang. Okay. It's a mountain patron god in Chinese mythology. Uh, it's a it's, maybe it's a divine bird. Uh, there was phoenixes. Yeah, there were phoenixes, and, and there were nine tails for you Pokemon fans out there. Yeah, those are actually based on. Um, I know in Japan in Japanese it's like a, a kitsune, but I'm not sure what it is in Chinese mythology. There's like, oh, there's a Moltres, and there's yeah. a yeah. No, they weren't all Pokemon. Got to catch them all. The nine-tailed fox. I was waiting for a flying bison to show up. Nice. <laughs> After we saw the big giant lion things, yeah. those were pretty cool. I was like, okay, where's the, now where's the flying bison? Yeah, so in the nine-tailed fox is also from uh, Chinese mythology. Yeah. I'm not going to even try to pronounce that. I'm sorry. It's probably so, better that you don't. Yeah. yeah, it's a kitsune in Japan, the kumihino in Korea, something else in Vietnam that I'm not going to try to pronounce. I'm sorry. And then the, the Chinese one, I'm not going to try to pronounce it either. But yeah, it's basically the same thing. And then the lions were, um, you know, you see the mythological Chinese lions. All oh, over yeah, you the see them all over the place. Yeah, so I thought those were super. I really loved it's, that. I like. Well, it's, I like that they participated in the battle. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's because uh, Marvel and Disney learned a very valuable lesson when Black Panther did as well as it did. Is if we make it authentic. People will like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's nothing about this movie seemed tacked on to get tickets. Yeah. You know what nope. I mean? Like, and I'm probably wrong about that. Like, it's but it seemed real, and and I think that goes to like we we were talking in the car on the way back. Is the music supervision was done by I I don't know if they're a label or a group of guys called 88 rising and i only know who they are from hot ones the the <laughs> eating spicy chicken wings because a bunch of guys from that group were involved in early episodes of hot ones and they're they're all asian pop stars basically like in, in most of them i think a lot of them are asian american they from different backgrounds here and there but like modern pop like hip-hop and combining that with singing and stuff like that and they're very very popular and i think that's was a good move on their part because then it makes the music fit the culture that they're trying to portray these like for lack of and this is a white guy saying it what i would imagine is a young modern asian american in like san francisco this is the type of music he he would probably listen to Right, so it, you do that much like what they did with Black Panther. They threw in, they had Kendrick Lamar do the the soundtrack and kind of 
go with that theme for the soundtrack and it just makes it seem more authentic and real. Okay, I got to go back to one more myth- the mythological creatures for okay. just one second. Uh, so the lions are actually called Chinese guardians uh, and they are either dogs or lions or a hybrid of the both. Which is kind of what they looked like in the movie anyways, yeah. right? And I don't, I didn't know if this is something that they put in the movie or not, but according to this Wikipedia page, uh, when you see the statues of them, the male lion has got a ball and the female lion has a club. And I don't know if in the movie they did anything like that, but there were at I least didn't two. Yeah. So I'm curious now if I watched it again. I didn't see them using any weapons or anything. Just yeah, yeah. They, they were just, just mauling people. And, yeah, yeah. Did you see that we like whacked the one guy and it was like, pew! It was like a cartoon. I loved it. I was like, go lion puppy. So at the the end of the movie, uh, Shang Chi's sister takes over the Ten Rings. Yep, I'm assuming that comes to play into play in the sequel to this film. At the very least, in the sequel, if not somewhere else, because you know they did the Ten Rings will return. Will return. So they didn't necessarily say that. I guess it could show up in like one of the the ser- the TV series too, right? Yeah. It makes me wonder if it's going to be Shang Chi versus his sister because when they showed up at the the legendary place where his mom was from his aunt said you're just to him you're just like your mother but didn't say that to uh his sister and then at the end he said or shang chi is like oh yeah my sister is you know rapid is taking apart the organization but then there's then see we actually see her taking over the organization which we don't necessarily know that she's going to be using them for like evil terrorists. Evil. I love yes, that they had all of the women fighting, though. I'm like, yeah. The media is now all over the places. That, and they were uh, installing the, solar panels. Yeah. Yep, they were modernizing it. Yeah. They had her, uh, what's his name, from the, her right-hand man there was there. Yep. So but, I'm wondering uh, if they're going to make her a villain, almost like a shadow villain, like Power Broker, whatever his name was, her name oh, was. Oh, I could completely see them being friends. So Shang Chi, yeah. or at least business associates. Yeah. yeah. So Shang Chi doesn't realize that the enemy he's fighting is his sister. Could be. I don't know. Like he um, doesn't know that she's taken over and is still doing what his her dad did or their dad did. The one thing I did take away from this, from that uh, first mid credit scene, is that he's going to have a pretty important part to play in the 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 next phase Yay! of Avengers stuff. Yeah. I hope so. Well, between whatever the signal is yep. possibly going to cause whatever the next big bad is to show up. But before we get to that, I just had a thought. Um oh, I don't want to lose it. Oh, Armor Wars. Mhm. I could see the 10 rings being involved in that. Yeah. With the whole already connection to the be- from from the beginning for in Iron Man of Getting Stark Tech and kidnapping uh, Tony. Mm-hmm. Well, now that they're even more, you know, she's modernizing even, even more. If all of a sudden all this Stark Tech's hitting the market. And then you or... put dragon scales on it? Did Trevor stay in the mythical land with Morris? Oh, I, 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 think, I think he totally would. I just think I don't he see would him too. coming back. Yeah. It'd probably be better for him. If he comes back, he's going to be famous and back on the drugs. Yeah, and well, we're back is, in prison. So He was teaching the kids how to play soccer. And right? he was so, so cute. he's already part of the community. Mm. I love he's how he's like Morris is like, oh no, you're dead. And he's like, knock it off. Yeah, Just lie up, down and play dead. Oh, by you the way, do this too. By the way, while I was looking up Morris on uh 
uh, on the internet, you can already pre-order a Morris plushie from Disney Store. Yeah. Oh, really? That does not of surprise course. me one bit. Yeah, I might need to get one. They've already got it's those some some things. They've already got the pattern made. They just put wings on it. <laughs> and In feet. fact, it's even easier because they don't have to put a face on it. No. So you don't have to spend money on that embroidery. <laughs> um, so you were going. You were saying, uh, what? Well, he's, he's the signal. Yeah, he's, he's definitely be- going to be an important part of what's coming up, yeah. which is kind of cool that they're elevating this, kind of like what they they did with Iron Man in yeah. some oh, ways. Total C lister. Yeah, character. like he's for like. I'm sure our listeners probably have a passing sort of knowledge of him, but this, I don't. This is a character that came out of. Kung Fu movies becoming popular in the 70s. Yeah. Like, l- that's all that it was. Was It was, we need a Kung Fu character. So they got that. That's where also Iron Fist came out of. And the same extent, that's why Luke Cage was created. Because black exploitation movies were taking off with the kids. So at the time, so they created a character that matched that. So, like, his history as a comic book character is like it's a, he it's his dad in the comics is Fu Manchu yeah which is a yellow peril stereotypical chinese bad guy character and, but the interesting thing was it was also a character that marvel didn't actually own it was one that they had licensed at the time and that's why the shang chi's dad has been Retcon like a couple times since then because they can't actually use Fu Manchu for him, and nor should they yeah. at this point. <laughs> but, um, but it's, it's there's a lot of sort of like neat, like super cut, like deep cuts that they put in this. I was kind of a little surprised that we didn't get a mention of like one of the other cities was Kong Lung. I was I was thought for sure they were going to drop that in there, but they didn't. No, and maybe it's because they haven't completely decided what they're doing with Iron Fist yet, or they're they're still working out the kinks on that one. Yeah, I like how his so the rings are magical because it was Wong that said as soon as he used them, it set off alarms in the, the magical in, in, at their headquarters. And yeah, that's why he's like. You're like, whoa, something's going on. And so that's the you know the big difference between his father using them and him using them, right? Mm. Uh, that whole cutscene or the not cutscene, the uh, bonus scene at the end though, and you know where Carol's all like, oh, well, you know, it was nice meeting you. Oh, I got to go take care of this. Uh, Bruce has my number. Bye. And then he's like, I I don't have her number. I don't she, know why she, she does saying this. That. <laughs> Is Wong going to be the new Coulson? Yeah, maybe he's the guy who starts pulling everybody back together. Or is he? Or is he now in the the Black Widow role? Right, because she was doing that, and well, she was the yeah. she was the person in the chair ah. in Endgame, right? So maybe that's going to be Wong doing that now, like pulling the pieces together. Because I think at one point they did want to have Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch be like the next Tony, right? Like the yeah. next big male. Um, I don't know if the, the plans are still in going that direction. Yeah, a lot of the plans have probably changed at this point in some ways. Because there was also talk that you know the next big head of everything was going to be Captain Marvel. Um, I think they need to surround themselves around fucking. Pardon my French, uh, Spider Man. 
Tom well, Holland. They need to get that deal with. They, they need to sign a deal with. No, I'll keep that for another day. Never mind. That's yeah, not, that has nothing to do with this movie. That unfortunately, that is the sins of Marvel past, uh, yeah. still haunting them to this day. Well, oh. they had no way it was gonna Marvel was gonna end up being what it is now. Yeah, it's just the the deal that they signed is stupid. Yeah, go back to the news to hear my opinions on what they need to do about Spider Man. There's your tiny oh, wimey wibbly wobbly you're, stuff. You're gonna write out a statement. <laughs> No, I just there's the Spider Man oh, news. Spider Man news, that and so that fits. It. it fits perfectly there. Yeah. So I'll put it there. Yeah, it's just the. It's just unfortunately, it's part of the deal. Unless yeah. they buy Sony at yeah, this which, point. Don't worry. Like we said, this isn't Spider Man. We've podcast. already covered that in the news. Apparently, yeah. yes. <laughs> well, we did. You weren't there, Jen, for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, I might. But, I, hey, I, they, well, maybe I will be. I don't know yet. It, it's stranger things have happened. You never know with Sony. It's like they, there's been rumors for a while they might be getting out of the movie business. Yeah, which that's a topic for another day. We're talking about uh, the rings and yeah. so Kung Fu um, and stuff. While you guys have been talking, I've been looking at the Shop Disney website, and you can buy lots of Morris merch. Oh, of course you can. Look at how cute that is. I kind of want. You know it. what they nice. need to do? They need to make that as a footstool. The, you know what is this? Is it funny that as soon as he, the first thing he came out when he came out on the movie, Little Morris, I was like, "Ooh, that would make a cute footstool." <laughs> now here's the question: Do they have animatronic Morris? Uh, what's his name? Morris. 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 Yeah. Do they have animatronic Morris's wandering around Avengers Campus now? I don't think so because he'd be furry, and the amount of gunk you would pick no, up I mean, wandering around the not, trailer park, but. Not wandering around in the fact that people like to I mean, like, I mean, not trailer park and behind you know, behind fences where you can be like, Oh, look, look, <laughs> excuse me. You can also get a Morris t shirt that says Morris. So, why over did, why did they all have to shut down in Canada? So, overall, uh, we enjoyed this movie. I want to see up. it again, would watch it, yeah, again. I would watch we'll it recommend. Again. Um, I, I'm gonna save the uh. Because I have an idea for a Christmas episode this year, and I'm, I'm going to save the uh, the where does it rank on your Marvel listings until then. Oh, crap. Do I have to figure out a Marvel listing? You might. Oh. I'm, I've got an idea. Okay, tell me what bum, it is, because it's going to take me a long time to prepare. We'll tell you later. Yeah. No, no you don't have to tell me right now, yeah, but, but uh, you can't spring this on me, because I'll forget yeah, what happened no, with uh, are. For me, like th- this was great. I, oh, yeah. no, loved I've been it. looking forward to seeing it again, so I can sort of watch it with like more precise eyes i guess and like just looking for little details that i missed the first time i can honestly say it's the best movie i've seen in theaters in the past two years (laughs) what was the last movie we saw suicide squad yeah or the suicide squad but uh what about the uh the brothers um um the brothers the D &D, uh that was more than two years ago no it it wasn't Oh, boo. The d All right, fine. Uh, Onward. The, onward. On, actually, you know oh. what? I think I like this better than Onward. So, okay. yeah, I stand by my statement. Because <laughs> that was... Uh, we saw Onward... It was like February... Wait, it would, early was 2019. Was the last one that we saw before? No, before the last everything? one we saw was Birds of Prey. And oh, okay. then everything shut oh, down. Okay. Ooh, so, was it two years ago? It yeah, was early 2019. I don't know. Okay, well, whatever. Math's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, do we want to do geek picks? That's now? what you're saying. I'm Might as well. An edit. Oh, I don't know what it is, though. Can this if be my don't... geek pick? No. <laughs> well, it's better to do with, with geek okay. picks with the three of us than just the two of us. And then you have yeah. to do yeah. this. 
Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, and with the end of every episode, we have Geek Picks. Ryan, do you got one? Yes. Yes, I do. So this week, uh, on my lunch breaks, I've been looking for something to entertain me and make my brain turn off from work. And usually I will tune in and watch a video on either YouTube or on usually on the Rooster Teeth website. I'll go and watch something new there, watch some gameplay or something. But I've watched started watching something new in, this week. I remembered that uh, on YouTube, there are full episodes of the real Ghostbusters available to watch. <laughs> and so uh, Wednesday and Thursday of this past week, I watched two episodes. I watched um, the, oh, the one where the, uh, it's not the boogeyman. Is it the boogeyman? Sam Hain? No, he's the, there's the monster in the closet. Um, oh, okay, I haven't seen That's the boogeyman. That's the boogeyman's in the closet. And he comes out of the closet and terrorizes children. We find out that he terrorized Egon as a child, and that's why he got into the supernatural research. Oh. Um, so I watched that one, and then I watched the Sandman episode. Sandman episodes. Good. Sandman, because those are two. Uh, the, the boogeyman one, the closet one, is was written by uh, Mike, uh, J. Michael Straczynski. Yep. And the other one that was uh, another person, Michael Reeve, I believe. Reeves? Because, yeah, then the question was asked, I wonder if he was related to Christopher Reeves, even though I think it's written different, spelled differently. But either way, that thought crossed my mind. Uh, another good episode. Like, those are two top-notch. One, uh, one was early on. I believe the uh, the Sandman episode is in the first season. It might even be like episode six. Yeah. Uh, it said. But uh, they don't have all the episodes from what I saw, but I wasn't logged in under my YouTube account. Uh, it only showed me like there was like twelve, and it was a mix of there was some extreme Ghostbusters in there as well as real Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. But uh, full episodes that you can watch oh, on cool. the Ghostbusters YouTube channel on on YouTube. So go uh, give them a shot. I've got them all on DVD, which I keep meaning to sit down and start watching again. Mm. But now that I've ha- I've started doing this, it's like oh, okay, I may have to start watching these to fuel my ongoing fever of needing to see this until new movie. that new movie comes out yep i uh i've got a couple of those episodes because they came on one of the dvd releases of ghostbusters yes like the, they've done a few of the best of episodes on yeah because it's got one i think it's got the sandman episode and it's got one that's written by paul dini like that it's one of those shows that if you look through who wrote for it like geez a little, a little bit of an all-star squad on here but uh, that's a that's a pretty good pick. That's my pick, Jen. Did I do the Anne McCaffrey Pern books last time? Maybe. No. Do them again do them if again, that's your pick. Anyways, you're right. still reading them. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember if I did this last week. Sorry, but anyway, so I've been reading um, or listening to audiobooks, uh, three of the Dragon Rider of Pern books by Anne McCaffrey. So I've listened to Dragon Song, Song, Dragon Singer, and now I'm listening to Dragon Drums. And uh, yeah, I know. Is the next one Dragon Drop the Beat? <laughs> no. Dragon, Dragon Freestyle? They're, these are like a little standalone trilogy in the okay. Pern books as far as I understand it. Um, and they're really good. Like I've never read any of them. These are like acclaimed fantasy novels from like, I think they were written in the 70s. Um and you can kind of tell based on the language and some of the characters. But it's uh, these three books. Is The first two are based around a character named Menely. And she really wants to be a harper, which is basically a minstrel. And in this world, minstrels are fairly well-renowned. But, you know, because she's a girl, she can't. 
Um, and then the whole story is her on her quest to become a harper. But she also ends up getting uh, fire lizards, which are like little dragons. And she gets nine of them. And everybody's all impressed that she can take care of nine fire lizards. Uh, I'm not doing a good job selling it. They're, they're cute. They're not. They're a period. They're a book of their time. I and I also think they're supposed to be geared for kids, like uh, juvenile books, not quite teenagers. Uh, but the other two books um, just are her adventures. The third book is is uh, her friend Pimer, who's uh, it's his adventures, but she's still in them. But it's more from his point of view. Um, I'm not very good at explaining these books, but you know they're cute. So I recommend listening to them if you just, you know, want a little change. They're not heavy, very short. So, yeah, enjoy. Where did you uh, get them from? Um, I have my friend's Toronto Public Library card. So I downloaded them from Toronto Public Library. So, okay, cool. I wasn't sure if you got them like, through like Spotify or through one of those listing other things or... Uh, but no, if they're available through the library, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't know if, if Barry Public Library's got them or not. Uh, because to be completely honest, the Barry Public Library's uh, digital app sucks. It's awful. Um, tell us what you really think. Yeah, no, it is. Don't tell us what you really think, <laughs> please. So if you could get your hands on a Toronto Public Library card, you can do it there. Um, I mean, the Dragon Rider of Pern books, I see them at like thrift stores all the time. Yeah, they're, they're so pretty you could, easy to get You could probably of. find them at Value Village um, or... I don't know. Just look around for them. Cool. Yeah, they're good. My friend Paul really loved those books in high school. Yeah. And that they, uh, I think those are the ones that are, uh, they inspired uh, Panzer Dragoon, the the Sega video game series where you ride a dragon and like fight things and stuff. Well, the whole point of the dragon riders in these books is that there is a, so Pern is a planet. It's not based on Earth at all. Uh, and there's another planet that they just call the Red Planet, and it has this uh, parasitic life form on it that's non-intelligent. It's like a uh, like a plant, I suppose, and they call it Thread. And every time the Red Planet passes close to Pern, it like shoots out Thread, and any time it touches something living, it basically burns it to a crisp. And then basically the thread would dig its way into the earth and spread and then the planet would be destroyed. So dragons are crea- were created or trained or however they came. This is, I think there's a book I missed <laughs> before these three that explains where the dragons came from. But basically the only thing that can kill thread is fire. So the dragons and the dragon riders fly around every time there's a thread fall, which is every time the red planet's close enough to like shoot thread at the planet of Pern. The dragon riders have to fly around and basically use their dragon fire to get the thread before it hits the ground cool yeah but these three books don't go into that too much just a little bit so that's why i'm thinking maybe i missed a book (laughs) (laughs) so uh for my pick i am going with an action figure actually a line of action figures wrong podcast that's that's ryan's podcast yeah i know but it's ending so i'm a little sad but i got two more courtesy of uh my friend Dave in the States is the WWE um, Masters of the Universe line. These are such fun figures. They're, like That's what I, I like in toys is when they're fun. And what it is is they have made WWE wrestlers, both classic and modern, into He-Man figures. And they have done such a good job of them. I, I'm just I'm sad that they there's only one more wave coming, 
and we didn't get the last like two and then I'm going to have to kind of hunt for them. So the the last two figures I managed to snag out of the United States or Which ones are they? I got um NW well Horde Macho Man Randy Savage, so he's in black and white with the Horde symbol on his armor and <laughs> because that's they they've put them in the He-Man universe. And I also got Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and it's the... He has a dragon. Yeah, but it's... Nice. it's They use the mold from, I I think it's Terror Claw? Skeletor, it's one of the Skeletors has a dragon that goes yep. on his back. Well, yep. that's the, the mold they used. Okay. I got it. It is a pretty good cross-promotion of the two lines. Like, they, they it fits really well. Yeah. I haven't been getting everybody from it. It's been mainly the the classic wrestlers that I, I grew up loving. But there's a couple, like, the ingenuity of how they figure out certain gimmicks to work on it. For, like, the New Day, they used Manny Faces. Yeah, that was a good so one. That was very clever. they fit all three guys into one. Because not all three guys were going to get their own figures no. in this line. <laughs> I still like the one who was Stratos. Ray Mysterio Jr. Yeah, as Stratos. Yeah. That one I think is my too, favorite. With the whole mask that yeah. totally looks like a luchador. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, I'm really enjoying these figures. They're a lot of fun. And hopefully I'll be able to find the next. Well, I'd love to find the last wave that came that came out has an Andre the Giant that's built based on the the giant He-Man figures that they never put out. Okay. Um. A Sergeant Slaughter's in there. Oh, okay, nice. And there's somebody What's else. He, in there is he that like I Man want. at Arms? Yeah, kind of. They okay. they reuse some. They, the the other thing is is they're pulling armor parts off of like all the different he oh, yeah. characters. That, That's the one thing too. It's all the parts are interchangeable. Yeah, you can even pop the arms and legs off of characters and put them on other bodies and stuff. Yeah, so. I, I'm kind of amazed the lines not continuing just for the pure fact that like they're not really other than the heads. The molding is all pretty much the same, or it's all stuff that they're doing for that Mar- yeah. Motu but Origins line. It's one of those things, though. Maybe they feel it's run its course because they were. They're, yeah, they're, they're, it, it they could just be run- not be selling yeah. that great. And they might be running out of ideas. Like, look at how many characters they were, like wrestlers they redid in different molds. Like, they've done multiple Macho Mans. Multiple Macho Mans, multiple Ultimate Warriors. Uh, they're going to be times. two or three Stone Colds by the end of it because in the the next wave, they're doing him kind of as tra- trap jaw. Okay. Yeah. Did they ever do a rock? They did one rock. Okay. It, his was boring though. Yeah. Like there was. Oh, nothing, yeah. They didn't they just really put do... like the bottom the body armor on him. Yeah. The, much, right? the, I want to say it's Zodak's yeah. body armor, but yeah, kind of put so. that Brahma Bull yeah. logo of his on the front of it. Did they do a Hogan? They've done one or two. They've, okay. They've done two because one came with the ring that we never got in, in Canada. The, first, the first one? Yeah. Okay. And they've, I want to say they're e- there's one el- other one. Put an NWO one out there somewhere, like a horde. Uh, no, they didn't do that, which is weird okay. because they did the macho, but they didn't do, did the Hogan like that. And all that is is a paint swap, really. Yeah. But uh, I don't run a toy company. No, what do I know? Not apparently? yet. Not Next yet. week, uh, hopefully the return of Kevin, because Kevin has been off as an actor and doing quite well from what I've heard. Uh, yeah, the show's been selling out. Yeah, so. yeah it's uh, awesome. And uh, hopefully he can return. We'll, we'll see. I'm not sure what his... I think the show's done by that point. But 
Um, so you can listen to him on Stage Whispers and uh, the the Star Trek podcast that he's on. Which the name Galaxy was? Class. Galaxy Class. I'm like, I couldn't. Wasn't clicking in. And in the meantime, uh, where can we find you, Ryan? Uh, on Instagram at uh, Tales from Collectiverse. Uh, that's where Ed and I post our videos of uh, unboxings and uh, pictures of new stuff. Uh, Ed's been doing a lot of videos. He did a live one the other night, live from the bunker, mm-hmm. when he got a bunch of new Joes, Joes in his, uh, out at, the, at his house. So he had opened them up and showed them off. Uh, and then every, th- I guess the third Thursday of every month is a new episode comes out of Tales from the Collectiverse, where him and I discuss our toys and uh, what we bought, what we want, and uh, reminisce about something. Try to keep it down to an hour or so, but uh, yeah. So yeah, tune in, follow us, like us, uh, give us your feedback. Yep. Jen. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Sailor Snacking or at True North Nerds. Um, I do both the Instagrams. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, you can listen to me on episodes of Sailor Snacking, a podcast where we talk about the anime Sailor Moon. Originally, it was just the 90s one, but we also have watched season one of Crystal. Um, yeah, we're on a little bit of a hiatus just because the summer's winding down. Tracy started a new job. You know, we're all a little busy, but we're going to pick up again with Sailor Moon R soon. Okay, cool. And you can find me on Mixcloud under Black Donnelly Radio every Thursday, I release a new show of the Dark Side, Gotham, Industrial, Darkwave, EBM, a whole bunch of other stuff in there. Music. <laughs> Music. and With air um, quotes sometimes. And, oh, so uh, I can also promote, I will be, now you would have to join their Patreon, so that might not be for everybody. I'm going to be appearing on Post Wrestling's MCU later on Thursday. Uh, I see what you did week. there. <laughs> No, uh, it's not what I did. It's what they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to be on there reviewing the latest, the what will be the latest episode of What If, um, which is apparently entitled Party Thor. Next week's episode. Okay. Yeah, the, um, Way apparently has the episode listing for the entire season. Oh, okay. Um, it was offered up to me, and I passed because I don't want it spoiled for me. No, no spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but he, he did give me a heads up on that one, just so I can maybe do some research and know what I'm talking about when I go on the show. Cool. So for uh, Jen Ryan and and acting Kevin. See you later. We'll be back in two weeks. Hi. Bye. Set your phasers to Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us.